Ladies and gentlemen, you are now entering the Second Pick Comics Podcast, starring Mark Clare and Renzo Martinez. Is that the thunderous backdrop of a world without Stan Lee? Or is that just a typical Florida summer, uh, summer thunderstorm? We'll never know, but today we might get close to some answers. Today we're covering Stan Lee's Soldier Zero. Welcome back to Second Print Comics, or as I like to call it from time to time, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby's Bastard Children, or Bastard Grandchildren, if you want to get really specific. I'm the miraculous Mr. Remzo W. Martinez, bringing to you live the mighty... Mark Claire, Mark, how is the weather in Florida? I really hope the thunder is audible in the background. Otherwise, I'm going to have to edit in thunder for your intro to make any sense at all. But it, it was <laughs> it was very thunderous and and but it you is know, thundering. Epic. Can you hear it? I can hear yeah, it. It nice. was it was uh, it was pretty daunting. I'm one of these weirdos that really likes thunderstorms, and having lived in LA for like 18 years, I maybe there is maybe two that entire time. So it's been pretty awesome being somewhere where right now in Florida there are thunderstorms like every single day, and I love it. But you know, the first time the power goes out for like three days is when I'll probably stop loving it. But you know, we'll get there. Yeah, maybe one day. Well, anyway, we. That's are- why. Now that is the argument right there, Remzo. That's one good argument for why I need to have more of a reliance of trade paperbacks and physical copy form because if the power goes out old digital reading boy over here is is in trouble you know he's gonna have to like talk to his family like you know <laughs> hang out with his wife you know th- things that we don't want to have to resort to do social things yeah yeah so yeah god forbid that's why we read comics to avoid people yeah, I was actually at a comic book store today because I was looking to pick up some specific new issues. And but this particular story told me I don't do new issues. He's like, there's like six stores in the area. They all have all the new issues all the time. He's like, so I just specialize in back issues. That's like all. And I thought that was a pretty cool concept. So I, I, I didn't buy anything, but I spent like 30 minutes in the store looking at looking at comics I may buy in the future. Yeah, a lot of a lot of comic book shops are having to resort to that because ever since the distribution problem in 2020, uh, we're, we're still seeing that a lot of DC comics are just not hitting stores on time. Marvel is uh, is pretty still. consistent now. It's still a problem. Uh, wow. Image Comics. Um, I think uh, Valiant, I mean, Valiant isn't even putting out books, it seems. So, I mean, a lot of stores are having to find ways. It's like, are they going to go ahead and order a whole bunch of units? Or are they going to go ahead and, you know, just focus on what they have? Because now they can't even guarantee that they're going to sell enough just to, you know, get get the cost back. (laughs) Units. You had to make it so immature. Well, before we get started, let's go ahead and cover up some housekeeping notes. We've got early episodes. We've got recaps of She-Hulk. We've got so much more for $5. It can be yours, plus pithy opinions over at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Uh, today, I am going over to the post office to go ahead and mail out the September Epic crossover level perks. That means you get a shrink-wrapped hardcover graphic novel sent to your door every three months. Hand selected. Would it be it. weird if I joined our own Patreon? Because I, I kind of like, I kind of want to get a surprise graphic novel. You know, I mean, I know we're paying for them with the money that 
we're paid, you know, it's a circular thing, but nonetheless, you know, I, I, I'm really jealous when I see you send these out every month and I just know that people are going to be opening or sometimes I send them, but I, I know, you know, someone's going to open that book and they're not, you know, it's that feeling. It's like Christmas morning. What I imagine Christmas morning would be as a Jew, uh, when you open a freshly wrapped <laughs> gift and you, and you're, you're guessing what it, what could this be? I, I'm just imagining these scenarios. I, you know, I had Hanukkah, but it was just, it was eight shitty gifts is what I got. Eight, eight crazy nights of eight shitty gifts. So I never had this really you get same one kind of graphic experience. novel ripped into a bunch yeah. of pieces. So then you had to like stick it together. <laughs> that would be a good one. I might actually try that one. Just that, for that, that'd be kind of traumatic if, if you want to collect it in its full glory. But yeah, I mean, we we're, we're doing that. We're doing uh, so much more. We're having fun in our private fan group, the uh, Second Brick Comics fan zone over on Facebook. So if you want to go ahead and jump in, now's the best time. And if you want to go ahead and take advantage of our annual subscription offers, you also get discounts. So as the holidays are coming up, if you were a loved one or a friend or fans of the show, and you want to go ahead and grow your fandom and your library, go ahead and consider patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Do that, yes. And while you're at it, why don't you follow us? Why don't you stalk us around the internet? You can find us everywhere, such as Instagram, Twitter, at secondprintpod. That's about it. That's to Instagram and Twitter. We do have a Facebook page, but let's be honest, we don't do much there. We just post the show and, and go on with our lives. Yeah. That's about it. Well, today we're covering Soldier Zero by Stan Lee. This is a a book that I remember picking up way back when I was in high school. And I I, I wanted to pick a Stan Lee story, but I didn't want to go back to something that people probably have read a a hundred times before. It seems that when we go back to the classic age of 1960s Marvel, we, we usually see the best of Stan Lee. But I think people should also have an understanding that he continued to do more. Uh, I went ahead and saw uh, a photo pop up on Facebook from my brother and I when we went to AwesomeCon 2018. And that was the last AwesomeCon that Stan Lee went to before he passed away, um, I think, the, the following Christmas. And it's amazing to Did think. You get an autograph. I, I I didn't want to pay five hundred dollars. So oh my god, five hundred. It, it, it is Stanley. I mean, well, it was yeah, that anybody's going to pull five hundred at him. Yeah, like I I would have paid it, but the problem was I would have been in line all day. And yeah, it, it was. I and I mean, people go up and they want to have a fa- a five hour conversation with him. So I mean, it just uh, it, it just wasn't re- it just wasn't great. I already paid like seventy dollars to Kevin Sorbo for a shitty autograph. So <laughs> I mean, I, I already felt like you know I, I've already been used yeah. a little bit today. That seems like good value. If Stan is five hundred, you can get a Sorbo for seventy. I think he did good. I think I, 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 and how long was your wait for Kevin? Uh, there was no wait. <laughs> Oh, he was sad. he was happy he was happy to see me. I, I remember him from Babylon Five, so I mean I was happy to see him. But a lot of people you, you were know, just I, like anyone I, else. Please. I did I did give some consideration to a Dean Kane autograph. He was at the Tampa Comic Con, um, and there wasn't much of a line, so I can't use that as an excuse. I think it was like forty or sixty bucks, but. I just I just felt like it would be an awkward conversation, I guess, at the end of the day. <laughs> so I just decided to to not talk to Dean Kane. Yeah, sometimes I just want to see celebrities like I see zoo animals. I don't have to pet them or feed them. I just <laughs> exactly. have to see they're real. Oh, it's a zebra. I just have to see that they're there, and, and I hope that they're treated humanely, you know, and that's about it. That's how I felt about Val <laughs> Kilmer, because he was hidden behind a whole drape. You couldn't see him, and it was before they revealed that he had permanently lost his voice. So back then I thought, oh, Val Kilmer thinks he's the shit. No, Val Kilmer just actually didn't 
don't want to be pointed at. And I totally understand it now. But uh, yeah, no, the, the Stan Lee book comes in an era of Stan Lee's life where some people are going to think I'm picking on him, but I, I'm really not. I just want to kind of show people that careers ebb and flow. And with this case, Recovering Soldier Zero, this came from Stan Lee Entertainment and another distributor that he worked with, where basically th- this covered a period between 2002 and 2017 where he was kind of jumping around creating characters that are less than memorable like the falcon which is not the falcon uh i'm sorry the condor the condor which is like a skateboarding version of the falcon we had mosaic who's just like a shapeshifter we had a whole bunch of other people who were basically old characters you kind of recognize but mixed with things that he thought the kids would like and it was just not great i mean one of his inventions was stripperella which was basically based off pam anderson i she do was, remember stripperella yeah, she was a yes. she was a crime fighting stripper on spike tv that only lasted a couple of episodes and apart from that it, it's just uh he had some motion comics when motion comics were popular on itunes back in the mid uh 2010s and long story Isn't short a motion comic just called a cartoon or no not re- that's like they move from panel to yeah panel? yeah it was it was know. just not it, it wasn't very fun i mean there there was one where it was make up your mind give me a comic or give me a cartoon don't yeah. yeah, so I mean, Stan Lee was not putting out the best stuff, but he managed to put out something which at the time I thought was actually pretty cool. And I mean, some people are a little bit polarized on this one because it was better than a lot of the stuff he was recently creating, but it still didn't capture a lot of that Stan Lee spirit that people were expecting. So before we get into it, Mark, we're covering the first couple issues of Soldier Zero, Soldier Zero uh, Volume 1, which is one through four. We'll just kind of breeze through it and just try and understand like what, what this kind of reflects in Stanley's life towards the end of his career. Does it hold up? Is it good? Could it have possibly been revived without him as many characters have? That's what we'll be getting into. But before we get forward with that, uh, just what were your initial thoughts? Had you heard of this before? Did you have any idea when you saw Stan Lee with his name stapled, you know, stamped on there. What what were you thinking? I had no idea this ever existed until you put it on the schedule for this podcast. This landed firmly in my dark period around 2010, uh, pretty much smack in the middle of the time I, I had not been reading comics at all. So I didn't know this existed, didn't know Stan Lee was creating at all around this time. And and frankly, I'm not sure Stan Lee was creating at all around this time because his only role on this book is Grand Poobah. There, is a, there are writers, there are artists, there are colorists, there are letterers. And then there's Stanley Grand Poobah. So I feel like maybe he inspired. So was this based on an older character that was revived? Is that my understanding? Brand new. So Boom Studios had just um, come out around then. We, you know, current listeners of Second Bird Comics know Boom Studios because Mark and I have just fallen in love with the Berserker series from Keanu Reeves and uh, Matthew Kent. So this is Boom Studios when they were really kind of getting into publishing. And this is what they did with Stanley's POW Entertainment. It was a co-published book. Right in the right in the kiss. Bam. Yeah. But yeah, I knew nothing of it, and uh, so I, I came on in this with an entirely uh, blank slate. And I think the only other Stan Lee creatively inspired—I don't even know if he was really writing it in that book that I had read in the last thirty years—was probably Ravager, or was it Ravager or Ra- Ravage? Ravage, Ravage twenty twenty nine. Ravage twenty nine nine. Yeah. Yeah, it was e- which is its own weird thing. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one talks about that anymore, and I liked it for too. a twenty-minute review of that. Go find an old Remzo rant behind the old payroll, Patreon.com/slash Second Print Pod, and that's your promo. I read some things so you never have to. Mm-hmm. Well, with uh, but yeah, I had no opinions. This is a you know one of those rare cases. I really didn't have any 
any thoughts going in, any bias. I didn't even really look it up. I just looked up when it was published, basically, and that's it. So I, I, I want to keep my my uh, my mind blank, a blank slate going into this one. Well, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Well, let's go ahead and start with issue one. One small step for man. It immediately starts hot and heavy. We see this space soldier wearing this, uh, you know, skin tight armor. He almost looks like Rom if you're a Rom Space Knight fan, like I am. And he's evading all these lasers that are being blasted from another ship. And we hear the inner monologue: "Man, come on! I'm, I'm trying out some someplace new, and this is what I get. Come on!" And um, at this point, he's continuing to evade, 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 and we begin to see the powers of this suit. He can fly in space. He could breathe in space. By the way he's talking and the way he's freaking out, we can assume that this is somebody that's not typically um, you know, doing this type of stuff. He seems to be green at it. Kind of a freshman, a newbie. So we see his powers. We see that this shoot can go ahead and shoot out these uh, laser flares to go ahead and deflect missiles. He has these lightsaber swords coming out from his suit, which is pretty badass. And he can go ahead and basically go super sonic it's it's crazy how super powered this guy is so immediately know we're getting a spacefaring story uh before he goes ahead and is able to escape he gets knocked out as they open full artillery and he's wondering um you know what got him into this situation and quickly we jump into the next page where we see a panel that says wheelchairs not allowed fire regulations and we hear somebody where, where what this is like an alternate universe because you could it would be so illegal you'd to, be uh, sued to, tomorrow <laughs> the johnny cochran law firm would be so far up your ass yeah i can totally buy like space alien exoskeleton type you know situations or what have you but uh this sign be existing in this world no i can't i can't buy that one yeah but anyway. if you're a resident of milwaukee listening to this one call that's all gruber law the unofficial patron saint of milwaukee call him to sue people is that an official sponsor that, uh, we, i'm trying <laughs> to i'm trying Do you have a promo to. code at least I, i'm gonna use promo code sbc if you commit crime yeah uh ambulance chasers i'm gonna try and woo david gruber he's a local celebrity but anyway uh we see this guy he's in a wheelchair and he's complaining uh to this guy who owns the chavez market come on man these fire regulations come on just go down the town hall and get a form and the guy is like it's very complicated you're a good boy Stuart." but I don't want to get sued. And the guy is like, you won't get sued. Who's suing? I, I, I believe you're a very nice man. And actually, you know, another person in a wheelchair. And I've never seen two people in wheelchairs this close to each other. I always thought, you know, in most places, it's a one person in a wheelchair policy. And I'm not being, you know, uh, uncaring or uns- unsympathetic. I just you don't see them in pairs that often, like, unless you're at some kind of convention the, or, yeah, or something. They're, like they're that, not in packs typically. So this other Latina woman comes over, or as Marvel would say, Latinx. Um, you know, this Latina woman comes over, rolls over, and I'm being, di- you know, disingenuous and racist of that. Uh, you're a very bad judge of character, and Stewart. Our protagonist is like, sorry. And she's like, well, you keep trying to change the world by saying that, and I'll do what I do. And at this point, she goes over and she intentionally bumps her wheelchair into the steps to fall over. So that way now she has a lawsuit. So at this point, her... I I gotta be honest, Remzo. (laughs) Miss Chavez here, the wheelchair girl, would. Just saying. Yeah. I'm I'm, moving on. Like, 
just going to leave that there. So anyway, now her <laughs> and the guy are getting into a fight. She's threatening to call a lawyer. She's threatening to crawl around the store. He's begging her, please don't, Dude, don't she do doesn't this. need to do all this. She can just take a picture of the sign. And <laughs> that's all you need. But anyway. Yeah, so. It's not as dramatic. So he's just, Stuart, our, our, our new friend here, is just not having it. So he he rolls off to go about his day. And he meets up with, uh, with a friend of his. And this is when we learn that our friend Stuart is Captain Stuart Trotman, who was the great hero of Afghanistan, according to their local town. He's a, oh yeah, he's the one that won that war. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Is that what happened? That's fucked up. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, they're sure they, he tried. They, they walk past. They walk past these kids, and what we see is that these two kids that walk by, they're not speaking English. They're not speaking a foreign language. It seems, according to the captioning that they're speaking some alien language oh, as they look I over at Stuart. That little panel that first time around. It, it gives off Stillwater vibes if you think about it. Yeah. So they're um you know they they walk by and James who is the brother I thought of they Captain were just supposed Stewart. to be like making fun of of a wheelchair guy secretly and that's why they're whispering but yeah when you look in it's that same alien it's, alien dialogue. See see it's planted that's a little good that's a little bit foreshadowing. So uh his Stewart's brother James goes ahead and hears that and he's like hey are you making fun of my brother and Stewart's just like James just just stop just stop. I mean I've I've been through so much worse and we see a, a flashback in the form of a of a um, of a panel that appears behind James in the wheelchair that shows that James lost his ability to walk in Afghanistan in an IED blast. So at this point, you know, James is just like, come on, man, like, I want to defend you. You don't deserve that. And Stuart's just like, listen, you don't have to do it. Like, I'm, I'm done. Like, it's, it, it's nothing. It's just kids. Uh, meanwhile, we go to the next page and we see what we think is Stuart which is weird because Stuart's in a wheelchair and Soldier Zero is obviously not a wheelchair-bound superhero. Uh, we see Soldier Zero um, continuing to fight that spaceship, and then it's just, um, you know, it, it's just him struggling and struggling and struggling. So now we go to the next page, and we see these two women uh, who are talking. One of them is a chick whose name is Lily, and she's been kind of going out, going steady with... Stuart, but she's a little bit, you know, like wondering whether or not it'll keep going. And her friend at this point is wondering, uh, you know, like, is uh is, is Stuart able to please you in bed? And she's just I don't think like they're together yet. Well, they're not together. She, they, she just kind of likes him. Yeah, yeah. she's like, does he even do dating? Is the friend? Yeah, says. I mean, they they like each other, but it's like they, they we we don't really know where their relationship is yet. So at this point, the friend is teasing Lily because Lily has a crush on the wheelchair guy, and Kaylee doesn't even know if he's fully functioning down there. So at this point, um, you know, Lily is like, okay, okay, I'll have the talk with him, and then you know he can meet after I don't know a couple decades. So at this point, it's like she she wants to, but she also doesn't want to be if a guy who is crippled. So now we're back at um, uh, Calden University Department of Astrophysics. This is where Stuart is currently working as a professor, and um, you know he he goes out onto the rooftop and he's just hoping to get some privacy. He wants to go ahead and uh, you know talk. To Lily. So at this point, while he's upstairs and uh, Lily is across the street, because apparently what they're going to do is they're going to stargaze from two different points. Um, you see Soldier Zero, who's at this point is not Stuart, 
falling into Earth's atmosphere. And it's pretty horrifying. So at this point... Uh, K- just as the thunder crashes just behind Just as the me. thunder crashes. So at this, this point... perfect poetic, poetic uh, nature is really playing along here. Yeah, you can't pay for this stuff, Disney. So at this point, uh, you know, uh, Kaylee goes home. Lily goes across the street to go do the scar- stargazing and stuff with Stuart. And at this point, he falls asleep. And uh, she walks behind him and is like, hey seen anything yet? And he's like, oh, Lily, uh, you know, what, what brings you su- the, the surprisingly tall building? Thought you were going to go watch elsewhere and blah, 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 blah. Basically, um, you know, now Lily and Stuart, who obviously like each other, they're going to have the talk because she respects him enough to want to know, listen, I need somebody who can fulfill all my needs. And can you be the person to do that? Not to be insensitive, but like, I want to talk about everything. Like, can I ask... So at this point, um, you know, Stewart just wants to lay it out on the table. They, they need to come to a conclusion now. So he's like, of course, let's start with the obvious. I'm a Scorpio, passionate, scholarly. Uh, you know, they're great liars. Uh, Scorpios never believe in crap like astrology. And she's like, oh, no, I, I, I didn't mean that. And uh, I mean, at this point, he's just teasing her. He's like, no, Lily, please stop. I mean, I was trying to be charming. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I haven't gotten used to. And I mean, this, this chair makes me uncomfortable. And we go on another panel and we see Soldier Zero just falling and falling and falling into Earth's atmosphere. So then we go back uh, to the two lovebirds, potential lovebirds on the building. And Lily's like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not completely comfortable either. Which is you know what you don't want to say to a person in a wheelchair. Like, come on, bitch. Like, be a little bit sympathetic. And he's like, listen, th- this is not going how... <sighs> Never mind. Y- you want to know how I got in the chair? How about I just tell you? Well, it goes like this. I was... Um, you know, uh, driving in my Humvee during a convoy in Afghanistan. And what they basically did, and you see this in the panel, he doesn't say it, they planted an IED in a dead dog and it blew up. And from there, it went ahead and fractured his spine. So he's paralyzed from the waist below. And that's how he got discharged from the Marines. That's and how. That's why you shouldn't run over re- dead dogs, kids. Uh, Just because they're dead doesn't mean they're not going to blow you up and uh, make you crippled, and then you eventually turn to a super soldier for, with an alien exoskeleton. Especially in Afghanistan. Actions have consequences. Yeah. So at this point, uh, we get another throwback to James talking. I'm sorry, Stuart talking to his brother James and everything. And to, to kind of save it, James is having a struggle of masculinity. His entire life was basically dependent on his identity as a, as a Marine and being a fighter and everything. And now he's kind of struggling to understand who he is now that he's no longer a Marine and he can't even walk. So with all that to say, he, he feels like he's at a strange point in his life. So we get back to the present and Stuart is like, I don't like, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with me. I'm fine. I'm, you know, being, I'm home now, but it's like a battlefield. James and the, the shape of the pavement, the buses. I mean, everyone's just, everyone notices me. Everything's a challenge now. So at this point, um, you know, Lily is starting to understand more of what's going on. And she's like, it's okay. I mean, you know, the awkwardness is, is uh, is banished, but I have one more awkward question. It's not the sort of question a girl normally has to ask, but I mean, at, at this point, and, and he cuts her off because Does he, it work? he wants to. <laughs> she wants to know, and he knows what she's asking. She's like, to answer your question, you know, I'm paralyzed from the waist down. But to to make this clear. My question is, and before we get an answer, we see a giant burst of light, and her and uh, Lily and Stuart are just freaking out, and this thing just 
crashes into them. We see Lily and Stuart. Stuart's flying out of his wheelchair. It's shit. And I mean, it's, it's bad. And next thing you know, the whole page goes blank. So next thing you know, Stuart wakes up and him and Lily are trapped under a whole bunch of rubble and he's screaming and he's like, oh, I can't hold it much longer as this giant wall is about to crush him and Lily. And he's like, can anyone hear me? Can anyone hear me? So at this point we see soldier zero is, is there and he's walking over looking all alien like and Stuart's just like, I, I need to trust this alien person. Hey, can you help me? And out of nowhere, the suit basically turns into a bunch of pixels on the screen and it transfers over to Stuart. So he's like, what, what are you doing? Just just help me. If I let go, she'll die. What are you doing? The suit basically morphs around Stuart, not only giving him the strength to go ahead and push off the block, but suddenly he can walk. And he's inside the suit. So he's freaking out. He's like, what's happening to me? Like, I I need to know what's going on. But quickly, he's like, ah, shit, I can't leave Lily. What am I thinking? So he quickly gets her out of there, drops her off. And then James runs over. He sees the the giant crash. So he's looking for his brother and everything. And uh, as he's walking away, as emergency responders are dealing with the fire and stuff, um, James hears a voice from the woods. And it's mixing between English and that alien script talk. And it's like, James, help us. So James walks into the forest and sees Stewart in the Soldier Zero costume, and so and you know Stewart's like James, and James is like, "What? Who? Who are you?" And he's like, "Lily, you have to." Uh, eventually, what we see is that James is freaking out. He's like, "What'd you do, Lily? Where's my brother? What the hell is going on?" Like he's wheelchair bound, and then the the face mask comes off the suit, and you see Stewart, and he's like, "No, James, it's me." But here's what's weird. James goes over to his brother and he's like, Stuart. And the suit starts talking. He's like, no, not Stuart. Soldier Zero. Body control. Mind now. James, get us away from here now. And the issue ends. So just right so there. So it's a paralyzed Green Lantern. Yes. That sums it up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the summary of the whole. Now you know the whole series. Yep. But I, I will say, entertaining. I, I will say it's, a, it's kind of a twist that, um, I, I mean, I'm sure something like this has been done before, but I do like the twist of, you know, not only does a, it's not just a regular human getting superpowers, it's a regular human who normally can't walk, who is a soldier, being merged with this other soldier who now, as we'll see, you know, this whole thing with him being able to walk is part of it, but it's actually like part of it that, as we get into these later issues, that actually rubs him the wrong way that people are obsessed with the fact, like, you know, we'll, we'll get to the part where James is kind of excited about this this uh, suit allowing him to walk, and then, and and I really thought the, the dynamic of, throughout the series, um, of the paralyzation aspect of it did provide sort of... A a unique angle on this that I maybe I've seen it before, but I certainly can't recall what I have. Yeah. Well, moving on to part two of one small step for man, we see James driving Lily and soldier zero in his truck. And James is still trying to get through his brother in the suit. He knows he's in there. So he's like, Stewie, Stewie, are you in there? Are you in some kind of alien that just copied my brother's face or something? And next, you know, soldier zero turns on his like lightsaber arm thing. And he's like, shut up, shut up, stop the vehicle now. So um, at this point, they're just trying to figure out like, wh- wh- where is he trying to escape to? Who's coming? So, so 
Soldier Zero and Stuart are basically like fighting for control of the body at this point. And, um, you know, Soldier Zero wants to get away, but Stuart wants to take Lily to the hospital. So he goes ahead, opens the truck door and blasts her with this thing that literally transports her to the hospital. James thinks she's dead, though. So he's like, she was no threat. What did you just do? And. You know, we we learned that he had transported Lily to the hospital. So uh, Stewart slash Soldier Zero uh, walks into James's home, and he immediately starts collapsing as as the two are fighting for control of the body. And um, I mean, James just doesn't want this shit to continue. He's like, "Come on, you got to keep fighting. I'll I'll get you out of that thing. I promise." And Soldier Zero, you know, comes through. He's like, "Listen, you don't understand. You're all threatened. The others, they're they're coming." And then we go to the next page. And in the same forest where James met up with, you know, unconscious Lily and Stuart in the Soldier Zero suit, we see this giant black and red Soldier Zero looking for Soldier Zero. And he just looks evil. He's the perfect he's the perfect opposite antagonist of our hero. And we see because it's still at the scene of the crash earlier, a cop comes over. He's like, sir, my my name is Officer Santiago. Then this is a disaster area. You need to get out of here. And as he gets a closer look at him, he's like, wait a second. What, what are you? And then what he does is he goes ahead and zaps him, just just elect, just electrocutes him. But this is what's weird. We see another alien pop out. And what we see is that this alien was inside the body of the cops. So remember the kids that were talking in alien speak earlier? These aliens have the ability to go inside of people. So the, um, this other soldier goes ahead and basically pulls the alien out. He's talking in that alien speak to this evil soldier zero. And what does he do? He blasts him. He, I mean, this evil guy just goes ahead and just like vaporizes this dude cold blooded. So now we go ahead and go over to um, the next uh, the, the next page where basically Soldier Zero is continuing to try and understand, you know, English and how humans talk and everything so he can go ahead and get the picture over to uh, to James. So at this point, he's exa- he's like tapping into the Wi-Fi or something. I don't freaking know. And he's trying to uh, to understand how to communicate this to James. So he's like, listen, we must move forward together. There's no time to fear. And James is like, wait a second. Is that Obama's voice? And the guy's like, no, that's not appropriate. OK, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And James is just like, confused he's like is this some type of sick like what's going on listen to me you want my help give me back my brother so quickly um the suit goes ahead and you know morphs into like a a bracelet type of thing and we see stewart collapse onto a chair and at this point he's just trying to figure out like what's going on uh and he explains he was unconscious he can make you know the suit can make him walk like a hybrid person and he can see some of it but it's two personalities in one person um but during that time stewart was able to understand a little bit of what's inside of the mind of soldier zero so he's like listen you have to listen to him he's a soldier that's a soldier from another place and, and we need to communicate with him so now now what we see is that um, you know Officer Santiago is standing up for some reason, and what's going on is he's talking to the police chief and trying to understand like you know who was there, where they you know did anyone go, what do they think, and what we realize is that that bad alien dude from earlier has basically taken the form of the cop that he kicked the other alien out of and killed a moment ago. So this is one bad like Terminator Two Liquid Terminator mf'er. It's a whole situation. 
So at this point, um, uh, we're back at the house and Stuart is trying to cooperate with Soldier Zero. So he turns the suit back on and he's like, listen, we, we need to know, like, what's your name? What's your rank? Where are you from? What's your mission here? And now they're finally talking. So the the, the Soldier Zero is like, my name, that's, um, you know, that that's 18 syllables of you not remembering it. My my rank, uh, I led 97 of us. I guess I was like your, for your parlance, a captain or something. Listen, we, we need to respond to an enemy incursion. And Stuart's like, what, what enemy incursion? So at this point, uh, he's, he's telling us a little bit of the backstory, which is you call it the Bernard Star. They call themselves the true people, allied to something called the split second men. And at this point, he's like, listen, well... We're in this intergalactic war, and shit's getting real, real crazy. We were poorly armed, and we weren't ready for the conditions. And a mission that has become less and less clear is what we're dealing with. So Stuart knows that this guy is dealing with a lot of shit, similar to what Stuart dealt with when he was in Afghanistan. So at this point, James is not having it. He's like, he's playing you, Stewie. Tell him what you, he's telling you what you want to hear, so these others he's talking about, they, I mean, they might be the good guys. I mean, hearts and minds, right, spaceman? And soldiers zero response to james he's like well i mean i i guess a little but i mean we haven't i haven't hurt you you want to take chances with my enemies go for it and james is like well get out of here and leave my brother alone we don't want to have it and the guy's like i can't get out my people we are made of two species what you'd call a parasite and Stuart is like ah and the host and soldier zero is like and a host and my host, Gorshin, 17 gods, dear Gorshin, he didn't make it. And what we see is that Gorshin is burning back at the rubble where the. It's like the White Martians from, uh, you know, DC. Yeah. So Gorshin's dead. He's the Abinser of this moment. He's dead. Soldier Zero is now on Stuart. And what we begin to realize is that, um, you know, so the suit is capable of being like a bio armor. And that's why Stuart can walk when he turns the suit on. So at this point, they're trying to figure out, like, you know, what, what are they going to do? How are they going to communicate? But at this point, ev- all these bad guys have gone ahead and tracked Soldier Zero down to Earth. Shit's just going to get worse. So at this point, they're continuing to argue and argue and argue over the next couple pages. But because Stuart feels like he understands that Soldier Zero is, is telling him the truth because he's honor bound as a warrior to go ahead and help this fellow soldier who just lost his, all his men and, he, you know, Soldier Zero lost Goshen, um, he feels like he has to go ahead and do something about it. So at this point, he's able to basically morph the suit into a way where he can now physically walk. But... It's a weird situation because Soldier Zero is still partially in control of his body. So he starts running, and he's running through the neighborhood, running past people. He even runs in uh, into the market at this point because, uh, you know, he... he um uh, he, he's he's trying to follow the trail of that other evil Soldier Zero that was there earlier. So as he's going through the grocery store that um, you know belongs to Mister Garcia or whatever, what we see is that a gang of like miscreants he passed by earlier they're coming in to rob it. So talk about opportune timing, right? So what does he do? Because now he's got superpowers and shit like that. He turns into Soldier Zero and starts like you know hacking and slicing their guns he's kicking ass he's like stunning people with his lasers it's a pretty cool montage if you want to see people get beat up in a grocery store 
But then as he runs out because he's like, ah, you know, I can't I can't do that right now. I don't know how to properly use the suit. It turns off and he collapses. But then if you think it's awkward now, it gets awkward in the next page where basically as he's getting up, we see Officer Sanchez standing in front of him. And he's like, hey, fella, do you you look like you could use a little help, huh? And that ends issue two, leaving the bad soldier zero with the good soldier zero as Stuart lays on the pavement. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that this is a story that I feel like I've seen before, but the 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 added dynamic, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the added dynamic that we see more and more played out as things go on of the paralyzation, as well as I, I kind of also like the parallels between we don't really know the, the story yet of of the Soldier Zero, the alien hybrid so much. But it seems that this soldier has been in either some kind of other controversy with his own species or is somehow an outcast for some reason. It even gets implied later that he may be sort of a villainous aspect and how that is kind of juxtaposed uh, with uh, Stuart, the main character, his, ex- he is Stuart, right? Yeah. Um, and, and his experience, how he became paralyzed. It seems like there's kind of a parallel there. And in some ways it seems like it's kind of like a venomous bond, uh, you know, the venom bond with any Brock uh, where it starts as a takeover, but it seems as time goes on, they become more comfortable with each other and start to actually, maybe understand uh understand and respect each other along the way too and we're, we're not there yet but we're starting to see seeds of that kind of happening with these characters so while it's not the most original basis like i said it's paralyzed green lantern um the way it's actually playing out i gotta say is, is surprisingly surprisingly interesting yeah so we'll go ahead and just jump over to issue three because it picks off it picks up right where we left off earlier we see that officer sanchez kind of wondering how this dude just who can't walk is suddenly laying down on the pavement there's no wheelchair anywhere he's wondering whether or not Stuart had anything to do with that robbery so he's like you know what you seem like this guy who went missing earlier tonight we should probably bring you in so at this point um you know the 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 cop or the you know the quote cop because we know that he's really that evil alien goes ahead and uh, puts Stuart in the back of a police car and soldier zero is just like freaking out because he kind of knows that something is up right now so he's like soldier soldier what are you doing and you know at, at this point he picks up and he's like uh look that guy he's a soldier he's like hunting me and shit man like this is not good so soldier one and stewart know that something really freaking bad is about to happen so they get dragged to the county sheriff's office and at this point um you know the the sheriff comes down to talk to stewart and he's like listen man like needless to say stewart you're not in any trouble but there's been a hell of a night and all of a sudden you're just out somewhere way, way far away from where this meteor crashed. And you're not even near a wheelchair, man. Like we need some answers to what's going on. So at this point, um, what he tries saying is that the gang of kids somehow grabbed him in his chair and started like joyriding with him and shit. And the sheriff is like, they didn't bring your chair with them or dump it. And I tell you, they sure as hell didn't do it after. I mean, what did these kids look like? White, black, and uh, Stuart's like, uh, white. It all happened so fast. So everyone knows that there is some chicanery going on. Meanwhile, they go ahead and pull up the footage from the the from from the market where Soldier Zero had been kicking ass a moment ago, and he's like, "Store calls it a costumed hero, like in the movies, not just some kung fu like we see here. All sorts of impossible stuff." And I have my own theory. I can see how someone who saw that 
leaving the store, someone of a scientific background, let's say, might not immediately want to admit it. But at this point, they are all getting kind of suspicious, and Stewart's like, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. And, you know, evil cop space alien is, like, getting in his face and stuff, and Stewart pretends to be authentic, and he's like, listen, I never saw the guy. Me ending up in the middle of the road, well, I mean, I, I told you what happened. So none of them are buying it, and the sheriff just walks out, and he's like, well, we'll talk soon, Stewart. For now, let's just get you home. Especially Officer Sanchez here. Mm-hmm. He looks very angry. Yeah. So all of a sudden, uh, James is there. He was contacted and, um, you know, he starts arguing with the sheriff and like, it's a whole shitty situation. So at this point they're driving home and James goes ahead and is, I'm sorry. And Stewart is kind of like explaining to James more of what's happened, like what happened to Goshen and what's happening to him right now. So then we go back to the, uh, to the sheriff's uh, department and we see the guy in like the, the evil not cop alien, bad alien guy. I don't know what to call him. Uh, <laughs> he goes full Terminator because he's standing in front of a mirror. And then for somehow he takes his freaking eyeball out and, and we don't know how this is happening. Oh yeah. We know how it's happening. Basically, um, when he killed the alien, when these aliens take over a human being, they're dead. So basically he's walking around in a walking cadaver and shit is starting to fall out. So his eyes fall out. Only the bad aliens do that, I guess. Huh? Yeah. The bad aliens end up basically like the bodies just decomposed. So now, you know, like flies are falling him and his eyeball fell out. So he basically uses his laser laser to cauterize his eye. It's disgusting. Like Terminator one shit. It's pretty awesome. And, um, you know, we, we go back to the car with James and Stewart and they're just questioning soldier zero. They're like, are you a good guy? Have you ever killed anyone? Like they're just trying to understand whether or not they could trust them. Meanwhile, at the hospital, we have these two guys that straight up look like agent K and Will Smith from the men in black. Yeah. They, it's, it's literally the men in black basically without being literally the men in black because someone will think uh, do you like their, uh, the, their cars, their blank cars. That they're showing? <laughs> Very government. Like it's like most government things redacted and unclear, um, or intentional lies, but that's another time for another show. Uh, they go and they basically want to talk to Lily. And at this point they're like, listen, uh, we have some questions about that crash, you know, thing that fell into your building. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about that. And uh, at this point, you know, she's just like, I, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, um, I think it's a transmitter or something like what's I, I don't know what else to tell you, man. I just kind of ended up here. Uh, meanwhile, what ends up happening is as they're uh, continuing to drive down the road, the evil cop, not cop, bad alien dude, he just like dives through this door because he knows he only has so much time before he's fully exposed. So he needs to go ahead and find Stuart so he can kill him in soldier zero. Uh, meanwhile, more people are starting to talk about the crash. It's on the local radio and everything. It's a bad freaking situation. And then suddenly as uh, soldier zero can feel the bad guy coming, he goes ahead and just takes over his body. He's like, listen, man, like I, I got to get us out of here. Some shit's about to go down. And um, he basically gets out of the car and starts flying because what he knows is that they're going to go after one of the survivors, which is Lily. 
So evil bad cop alien guy is like, I got to kill all the witnesses. He goes to the hospital, knocks out the men in black and is about to kill Lily before soldiers. That's a very Terminator vibe at this point with the evil, evil alien cop. Yeah. So at this point he's trying to kill him, but before he could do that, um, soldier zero comes in and drags him out of the building. They have this like crazy midair fight. And at this point, uh, you know, they, they just kind of notice like, you know, this isn't a normal situation. Even the evil alien dude has no clue what's happening. So he's like, listen, I, I sense you're not fully in control of your host. And Stuart is like, hey, I can understand him. And the bad guy is like, have, I, have you told him everything about you, traitor? And Soldier Zero comes out. He's like, no, I'm, I'm not. We're not. And the dude is like, you're divided against yourself. Vulnerable. But you can die together. So the episode, so the, it, oh my God, I did it. The <laughs> <laughs> only oh. took 109 episodes, episodes to get you to to, to fall. Uh, this like is me. this is worse than monkeypox. It's a sign that you're starting to age. Oh, I knew it's that. Starting. Um, basically, we the things are not looking good for Soldier Zero. Is the bad dude from whatever is about to like kick his ass? So now we're moving on to the fourth issue. But before we do that, this is accelerated really fast. I mean, and we're seeing a lot of tropes that are nostalgic in some ways, corny in others. Before we get down to the last issue of this volume, your, your thoughts on the guys who look like Agent K and Will Smith alone. I forgot Agent. I forgot Will Smith's number. But I mean, come on. This, they're trying to pull in everything they can in this. You know, it's it's silly, but it's. It, there's enough sort of like, like I said, they're repeating a lot of tropes, of course, that we've seen in other books. I, I think at this point, there's, it's hard to do any comic that, that isn't taking some kind of trope from some you know prior work or isn't inspired by something like that in some way. But to me, at least there is like enough difference. There is enough sort of interesting aspects to the characters. To me, that's what makes this book. It's not necessarily if you just wrote down the storyline to me, I would probably say eh, this doesn't sound very interesting. Uh, but I just think that the, 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 the hallmark of this book, the highlight of this book is is the characterizations of not just with James trying, not James, uh, Stuart, James is the, is the, the brother with uh, Stuart trying to sort of um, communicate with this host and sort of, they try to understand each other, but it's also sort of James's relationship with him, Lily's relationship with him, all based around not just what's happening here, but sort of the, their own their own hangups about his his paralyzation and their own feel their own feelings they need to try to always be helping him and I, that to me that's what makes this book interesting it's not necessarily the overarching storyline uh, with the alien exoskeletons yeah that's all stuff we've seen before it's paralyzation Green Lantern but this aspect of it and the way the characters are written does enough to to make it interesting to me and of course you toss in some Men in Black hey I'm in. Yeah, and uh, th- this final issue of this volume is really going to leave us in some areas where the the twist might shock some people. But hey, it-, it went on for about another volume before it was canceled, and I never read the second volume. I might be inclined to do so after this. It's been a while, but um, but yeah, no, it, it definitely kind of it's like invincible. Like you know the tropes, you know what they're homaging, you know what they're kind of skimming, but it- it's meant to highlight newer areas that sometimes get overshadowed by the hodgepodge of it all. So issue four starts and we uh, pick up with the fight in midair as the bad dude is about to try and kill soldier zero. And, uh, you know, at this point they're like, listen, we need, we need to like work together. So what's really cool about both these suits is they can go ahead and create those energy weapons, such as what we were talking about earlier. So the bad guy has a spear, uh, soldier zero has like a larger, I call it like a covenant blade from halo. And they're, 
they're they're fighting and and it's just it's pretty freaking cool. I gotta give the artwork some credit here. But um, Kaylee is back and Kaylee is trying to get Lily out from the hospital and everything. And uh, Lily's in a wheelchair. Ironic because she was judging her not boyfriend wheelchair boyfriend earlier and uh i think it's temporary because you know she she has it's literally been like one night in a building Look, nearly collapsed on her it's a reasonable question to to want to know if the stuff works before you get involved so i'm i'm a lily defender here yeah so at this point everyone can see the fight above the city and um you know the 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 the, the one ch- angry latina chick in the wheelchair is out filming with a camcorder because obviously this came out before iphones uh everyone is just kind of watching this and next you know um the the bad guy goes ahead and punches him and then like you know man of steel fashion he gets crushed through a he gets like shoved through a diner and everyone's freaking out and at this point Stuart is having flashbacks of uh being a marine so what's happening is now Stuart is struggling to maintain his own consciousness so he's trying to save people in real life but in his flashback where he has some autonomy he's trying to save these kids from a mortar attack so now we're getting more and more into the insights of like who is Stuart as a person while he's struggling in the situation so the fight keeps going um, Lily and uh, Kaylee are trying to call Stuart to see what's going on and as they're driving James jumps in the middle of the road and he's like hey like i don't have time to explain i can get you a steward but can you get me a ride into town so the fight is still continuing and at this point the cops get involved cops can't do shit and soldier zero knows that if he what can't stop him yeah i know right he knows that if he can't stop him this guy's gonna go ahead and kill everyone in the town so um I- i'm gonna skip over some of the dialogue of of uh james and uh uh, Kaylee and Lily in the car, but uh, at this point they're close to town. Soldier Zero knocks freaking evil asshole alien guy into the car. At this point, he sees Lily again, and he's just like, you know what? I can see that this guy has feelings for you, so I'm gonna use you as a damsel in distress. So at this point, he's about to go ahead and pick up Willy, Lily out of her wheelchair and use her as bait, and luckily, Soldier Zero um, is able to capture that. Um, and uh, as he's going over to then save Lily, he's freaking her out. And he's like, Lily, are you OK? And she's like, how do you know my name? Who are you? And he's like, I, I don't know. But at this point, um, as he's talking to Lily, the the bad guy is back. I think his name is One Soldier. Now that I go Sol- back to yeah, yeah, soldier one, soldier, one Soldier One. Yeah. So James jumps over. That's a little cheesy, yeah. but I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. James jumps over and he's like, uh, wait look out and he blocks soldier one from shooting his brother soldier zero and he gets zapped and not only does he get zapped he he loses his fucking arm his whole arm is just vaporized like this is hardcore and at this point soldier zero stewart they basically are able to come into one presence within the body and they just start like beating this guy to freaking death they're just beating the shit out of each other it's brutal uh meanwhile we do get one um uh one scene where we catch up with the men in black from the hospital and at this point 
they're calling their supervisors. I don't know how bureaucracy works in the men in black and shit. So they're just like, we need to go ahead and bring some people down because this is getting to some uh, really serious shit. So at this point, uh, Soldier Zero, like, defeats the sky and he just gives up he's like others will come for you we will not forgive what you did and he sets himself up to self-destruct the life form so at this point what ends up happening is the 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 suit the the symbiote version of soldier one chooses to kill itself leaving soldier zero holding the body of officer sanchez in front of all the cops and the sheriff is like he he was officer santiago all along and that thing killed him so now they all think soldier zero slash stewart killed him and is the person who's behind all of this and before you know oh, it, good luck. Yeah, before you know it, that ends volume one of this two volume series. Uh, that is it. It's a wild ride. I skipped over a few parts where you're getting some of the character development from some of the other folks, but you know, it, it really is the story of Stuart trying to become a hero in a situation where a lot of people have just counted him out. And he's trying to understand where he fits in all of this as he's fighting for control over his own body with the space alien soldier, Soldier Zero. So, Mark, let's go ahead and just jump into ratings. Yeah, well, this one, um, I- this this definitely I can't say it exceeded my expectations because I didn't really have any expectations whatsoever. Uh, I was just like I said, kind of open minded about it. And when it first started off, you know, it's, I was like, okay, we're gonna get some kind of exoskeleton alien thing, fine. But like I said a few times now, I mean, this the aspect of the paralyzation, and I, I think what's really interesting about this book, which is written by Paul Cornell, maybe Stanley had input, maybe he just has his name on it. We don't really know, um, but. He really does make you get to know the characters. None of this really feels glossed over. Uh, even these minor characters, like this the Chavez girl, the other girl in the wheelchair, uh, we get these little kind of storylines with them along the way. And it's not just like a pity fest for the people in wheelchairs. Like it's 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 a it's a complicated dynamic where they don't they necessarily they want to sort of have their own freedom and not feel like everybody needs to help them all the time. But then at the same time, we have this alien suit coming in who does give him a sense of that freedom. So while on the surface, it seems like I said before, a green lantern with with a paralyzed green lantern, there is really more to it than just that. And I think that the writing is really what keeps this going for me. It's, it's not the story as much as the characters and the characterizations and the, the sort of the relationships, which is, which is really the background of which is always this idea of the paralyzation. But um, yeah, I think, I think the paralyzation is sort of a metaphor, you know, yes, he's physically paralyzed. Um, Soldier zero seems to have some kind of handicap of his own. Uh, we don't really know what his story is, but he's seems to be coming, you know, he's obviously coming off a hot situation here too. Uh, so they're both veterans. The, the soldier zero exoskeleton as well has his newfound host Stuart here. And uh, it's an interesting enough dynamic that if you, again, if I just, if, if you just wrote down what the basis of the story, I would probably not be too interested in it but i think the writing did really make it stand out as well as the characters so i'm actually going to give the writing look i'm going to give the writing a 3.5 i can't quite go four because like this is this is i'm not i want to i want to be clear this doesn't blow me away or anything it was just pretty good so and a 3.5 is uh you know just under very good so i'd say it's good enough to keep me interested um look i, I might continue reading this because it's free on hoopla i'm not sure i continue reading this if i had to cough up three or four dollars a book i'll just be honest that's me but i'm a cheapo um i will say the art i, th- I found the art pretty decent as well the art is by javier pina and sergio Arino. um 
I don't think Stanley had anything to do with the art either, but I thought the art was pretty decent. Um, I would call it above average. I'll, I'm going to give the art a 3.5 as well. Um, so that brings me to a grand total of seven, which uh, I, I'd say that falls it firmly in the uh, infamous, famous, whatever it may be, the Sunday read category. I'm going to be very close to you. I'm going to give the writing a three because it's character driven. It's not story driven. This is obviously pulling from so many other things, but it does it in a way where when you have a clear idea of your character's identity and you set them on that hero's journey, it doesn't matter how tropey it gets. It still kind of brings you along. And I think the dialogue is also written very well. I love seeing the dynamic between Stuart and his brother, James. I think the conversation between Stuart and Lily on the rooftop trying to figure out whether his dick works is hilarious. Uh, that, that's just that's just like it's good original writing. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's a three. Um, the artwork, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three as well, because it's just it's just all right. There are some things this kind of reminded me of the uh, Ant-Man year one graphic novel we covered a few months ago where you just got some weird stuff going on of something like the the facial characteristics, the distortions, the renderings of some of the characters that doesn't seem consistent throughout. And James and uh Stewart. Sometimes it looks like they even swap faces. I'm not a huge fan of it, but what does save it is the look of Soldier Zero, of the look of Soldier One, the big bad alien MF. Uh, I think those are cool. I think the way their weapons look and the action really saves it. You know, I'm a, a you know, I, I like the Expendables movies. Okay, guys, like you can save me with some explosions and some punching. Uh, so I'm giving it a six. So that leaves us to a total score of 13 out of 20. Just a little under the Sunday read category, but you know it's funny. And if you just want to see something different, this is the beginning of Boom and of Boom Studios. This is a book that still had Stanley's name on it. So, of all the ones, and that's it. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's the only Stanley the relation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's look I. What I will say about this is to me, I always I always enjoy finding new stuff. And, you know, if you're someone who listens to the show, I think a lot of the best feedback that we get, especially from a lot of our patrons, the ones that we interact with the most, they most appreciate and most enjoy when we introduce them to new stuff. And I think that's part of why I enjoy this so much too, so much more than I might normally a story of this caliber, I guess you might say, is because it just was new and there was enough enough interesting dynamics in it to to keep me interested throughout uh, that being said like you said like we both said it's character driven not story driven so it can only go so far i, I think at that point with with my interest so it, it, it's not exactly shocking that this didn't become a, a huge mega hit or anything like that but it's nice to see comic companies trying sort of new things and hey letting a guy like stanley come in and maybe all he ever did was you know have a couple meetings with uh with paul cornell here on the writing and, and toss some ideas out but nonetheless it's it's good to know Stanley is at least in some meetings in 2010 and, and was still uh, getting his creative juices flowing in some way, shape or form. So I, I think it's certainly worth something. It's something worth checking out just for the curiosity, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked this up when I was like 12, 13 because it was an issue one. It looked pretty cool and it had Stanley's name on it. it. It was good enough to get me as a teenager. And even then, you know, like it still holds up. Like I would put this, you know, head and shoulders above a lot of the shit we're seeing on stands right now, sadly. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, that's all she Tomorrow's wrote, low. folks. Uh, anything else, Mark? No, just I will say uh, only a couple days from now, you can tune back in here for the SBC Newsroom, where we'll be looking at our August book of the month. Remzo and I will each be picking. I don't know if it needs to be our favorite book necessarily. It's just a book we want to talk about from the last month. Uh, so we will see 
tune in to see what we choose. And that's it. As always, folks, if there's one thing you can do, it's the easiest of them all, but it means the most. It's always remembering that you can read comics and change change the the world. world. Good night, America. Adios. Adios.